0: Hey everyone, welcome to Give Me The D, and I'm talking details, dramas, dilemmas, discussions and all the dirt. When it comes to love and romance, there's stress and struggles, but there's also a journey of self-discovery, learning from the past and growing through experience. This show captures juicy stories, deep conversations and personal breakthroughs. I'm your host, the damsel in dating distress. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to season four of Give Me The D. My guest today is the beautiful Lexi. With her master's in sexology, her ultimate goal is to help individuals of all identities and sexualities be better equipped to explore their inner sensualities and embrace their true selves by way of pleasure. She runs an Instagram account that celebrates the beauty of the body and looking past the shame and stigma that once came with the idea of sex. So welcome to the show, Lexi. How are you doing? thank you wow that sounded so beautiful the way you said it i'm
1: blushing i'm so happy to be here i think we should just get right to it
0: yeah first of all i just want to say that i'm really grateful that you've spared the time to come here today especially because it's your first time being a guest on the podcast show so i hope you enjoy it and uh yeah we've got the next hour to talk about all things sex and pleasure so Tell me more about what you do, what drove you into becoming very passionate about the sex industry?
1: Yes. So I remember when I was a teenager and me and my friends, we'd go to a party on a Friday night and then they stay over at my house or I would stay over at their house. And we'd always end up talking about who did what with whom and like what happened exactly. How did they touch you? How did that make you feel? Did you like it? I was like, I thought it was very common for people to ask these questions where apparently it's not that common, but I was always so interested. And then when I decided to study psychology, I came to a point where I had to decide what I wanted to specialize in. And I had no idea because I had so many interests. And then I found out that you could literally study sex and sexuality and it just made sense. And here I am.
0: And how long have you been running the Instagram account for?
1: So my Instagram account, I opened it in March 2020 because I was in quarantine and pretty bored at my house.
0: That's cool. And you've grown so much within a space of over a year, basically. So that's amazing. Um, And how have people, I guess, um, interacted with you in terms of like, how have they responded to your content?
1: I feel like people are very connected to my page like my friends love it yeah. for example and strangers that i've never met i noticed that they like all of my posts they answer all of my polls my stories like they're very engaged and they sometimes do write me messages saying thank you yeah. and my family has been very supportive too uh, my
0: grandma follows me
1: are you my joking parents,
0: i'm not joking <laughs> So cute. Oh my God. That's amazing. To have a family that actually openly discuss that kind of stuff. That's amazing because you don't get that very often.
1: She's 83 and she follows me. I had to teach her how to use Instagram because she wanted to see my content. Um, and both of my parents do as well. My dad actually showed my page to all his co-workers. So they talk about me at work, which is kind of weird because it's You know, it's also kind of personal. You don't really talk about your sex life with your parents. but I feel like I would rather have this than them not knowing about it. And they're very, very supportive. So I love it.
0: I could never talk to my family about my sex life. Just no way. I think like my friends are probably the only people that I really talk, and maybe my cousins, but that's as far as it goes. So, wow, I'm like shocked. In terms of running this account, what's the best kind of takeaways for you?
1: I feel like I could, I can really, or I have impacted people's sex lives in a way that's very positive. When people message me, uh, "I bought this toy and I've had my first orgasm," or "Me and my partner are having the best sex we've ever had," or "I feel way better about myself and my body." Like whatever small change I've been able to do, I'm. It's all that matters to me. Yeah. Like helping people and educating them or information about LGBTQIA plus abortion or I don't know, like any kind of topic that people don't really have the information.
0: Yeah. That's what
1: I'm there for. And that's what I want to do.
0: Going back to when I was introducing you, I think, you know, there's still this whole stigma about just around sex. And I think we pick up sexual shame from you know, the world around us. So, you know, whether it's um, the messages we receive when we're children from our parents, communities, churches, from your point of view, how do you get rid of that sexual shame?
1: I feel like I'm kind of in a bubble because in my community, there's not much of that anymore. All in all, it is, it comes down to education. If you have the information and if you know that sex is normal and that people are going to do it no matter if you try to abstain them no matter if you're religious like no matter what Mm. um they start to really understand the value of providing the proper and medically accurate information So, like when you understand that the more sex education you give and the more you talk about sex the less risk of pregnancy the less risk of STI transmission mm. and the more pleasure you're going to have the safer sex you're going to have the less abuse you're going to get people really start to like understand that it is something we all need to have
0: yeah I agree some of us still are too shy or yeah we, we don't feel comfortable talking about it or even identifying it as community so as like a person listening. If they haven't got anyone to speak to about sex, what do you think are the steps they need to take to kind of slowly get themselves out there and start feeling more comfortable? So
1: for me, like when I started my page, I was just I mean, I was a psychologist, but I I didn't have any real practice talking about sex. And the more I did it and the more I followed sex positive accounts, the more comfortable I became doing it. So I think that's a really good step, even with body positivity and body image. Yeah, Follow the real bodies, real people that don't post, don't fake, don't yeah. use face tune or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, that all works. And if you don't have anyone to talk to about it, um, I would just suggest speaking out loud to yourself, like talking to yourself in the mirror and mm-hmm. just saying the words. Yeah. Um, out loud and practicing makes a difference or even writing them down um journaling or whatever you want to do consuming the content that you wish to portray or that you wish to become
0: yeah also sexual needs and sexual desire so you know asking for what you want in bed and asking you know um talking about what you like and what you dislike and stuff some people shy away from that as well because they find it uncomfortable you know they don't they're a bit fearful about how their partner is going to react or they feel a bit of guilt or whatever so how do we get past that sort of um conversation mm-hmm.
1: I think that's one of the most difficult challenges is really communicating with your partner what you want and what you need mm-hmm. mostly because um we are scared about hurting our partner's feelings mm-hmm. and about them thinking that we don't like them or that they're not making us feel good enough. Yeah. So yeah. it really comes down to communication skills. Um the best way to do it is outside of the bedroom in a very relaxed environment in yeah. a way where you're both in a good state of mind and not in the middle of sex, for example, because then you're your head somewhere else. You don't want to be really told what to do if you're already doing something else, etc. And it really helps when you sandwich in what you want to say. So you say a bunch of compliments.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I really love the way you kiss my thighs the other day. Um, I really love it when you um, lick my nipples, whatever, whatever. Mm. And then you sneak in what you really want to say, like, oh and um how do you feel about um maybe spending more time doing oral sex um I really love it if we could do that Mm. but I also love blah 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 and then you just like sandwich it in um and people don't feel bad about it they take it in a very positive way Mm. um and it's like a good technique that people can use
0: How and why do you think it improves relationships? And yeah, what are the benefits like once you start getting more comfortable talking about things, would you say? Well, I
1: think in relationships, people think that what worked for my previous partner is gonna work with this partner Mm -hmm. Um, or no one's ever really talked to them about what they want and what they like. So we go on around about life, just thinking that we know what we're doing and that everyone likes the same things when in reality, it's nothing like that. Everyone likes it different. Like if you like your clip stimulated up and down, I like it sideways and the person next to me likes it in circles or not even at all direct stimulation because it's too much and they're very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So even if your body count is 300 and you have all the experience in the world, When you get to person 301, you need to act as if it's your first one because you need to learn everything about them and it has nothing to do with everything you've done previously. Um, So talking about it with each person is crucial because it makes
0: that experience unique and personalised, which is what we want in sex. There's always been this debate about whether sex is that important in a relationship what's your opinion on it I think
1: also it depends on each person and their mm, value in it like my friends and I have different opinions on how important sex is but it's always important in some degree like it's never not important Mm. Um, whether it's because you have different types of desire or mine is higher and yours is lower or because I have no desire at all, or et cetera, um, sex will always, always be a factor to take into account.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think if you even look at the statistics, when it comes to divorce or someone cheating, normally it boils down to either a financial issue or someone is just not getting enough sex in the relationship. So I agree with you. I think, you know, sex is not everything but it plays a, a major part. It's the, it's, it creates intimacy. It creates connection. And it's weird because
1: we know it's important, but then people just kind of take it for granted and then they stop putting so much effort into it. So mm. that's why they get bored. That's why people cheat. Um, and that's why they think their sex life, you know, it's dying, but it's because they just think it'll magically be amazing and spicy when you actually need to put some effort and time into it.
0: Yeah, actually going back to um talking about your sexual desires and your sexual wants, etc. You said the sandwich method. Obviously there's a lot of anticipation to even start the combo. So how would you even get the words out? Right. So <laughs> be clear on that, what you want to say, like
1: what's your actual message that you want to transmit. Um, if you're really shy, you can start by asking, hey, is there anything else you've been wanting to try in bed? Like you throw the ball into their court and you're like, you tell me what you want. Yeah. And then you will ask me what I want. Um, So you ask them first and Mm -hmm. then you can try the sandwich technique, which is like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I I would. I wouldn't like to try that. Um, I really love when we do this, this and that. And I think I would also like to try this mm. or I would like to do this differently or I have this kink that I want to try that I haven't told you about because, you know, I'm ashamed or whatever. Wait, And know that your partner doesn't, they don't really want, they don't don't really take it personally. Like they really do care about your pleasure um, and they do want to make things that make you feel good. Yeah. So... Once people say it and get it out of their chest, everything usually runs very smoothly.
0: And I think it's also important to be open to receiving feedback as well and don't get upset or sensitive about it because at the end of the day, everyone's going to want different things. Sex isn't just about you. It's about both people. If you don't say anything, Mm. then it's on
1: you because your pleasure is also your responsibility. Like if you stay quiet, then you'll
0: keep getting the same things indeed what are some tips or what are your recommendations on how to spice things up in the bedroom
1: i think everyone should definitely have a list and like if you do like to watch porn for example write things down that you want you'd like to try Mm. or if you see something in a tv show or a movie write it down and keep the conversation going like I like to read spicy books because, obviously, like, why wouldn't I? Um, and I keep in mind every single scene that I'd like to try out. Yeah. And there's simpler ways. Like, there's a list uh, known as a yes, no, maybe list. So it's a list of things you could try. And then you just mark the checkbox with yes, no, or maybe. Um, and you send it to a partner or you have it for yourself so that you can get to know yourself better and it's just a great way to keep in mind all the things you can do Mm -hmm. Um, I think being me and getting a lot of free sex toys also works because I always have new things to try Um, but all in all I think it's about exploring your fantasies and keeping them in mind because sometimes you're like oh I want to try something new and then you don't remember so that's why I think writing them down is important and think of it as a game if you do have a partner just talk about it uh even talking can get you in the mood to try them out yeah um but it does take time it does take effort and it's not a magical solution Mm. it takes work
0: from your experience testing out different toys um, trialing out different things what are your recommendations
1: so I do have a big bucket list I haven't done already oh um, I haven't done yet like I haven't been to a sex party yet for example mm. and I have not played with more than one person at the same time
0: mm. which
1: is something I'm very interested in yeah I'm very interested in watching, which is also why I really want to go to a sex party. Like I really want to watch other people have sex. Yeah. Um, I think it's all very personal. I've been really getting into informing myself about all kinds of kinks. Yeah. So not only BDSM, like there's thousands of kinks, you know, praise kinks, degradation kinks, whatever you want, it's yeah. there. Yeah. Whatever you can imagine, it exists, and people are into it. Um So I really do think it's about inserting yourself into those spaces and those conversations
0: so that you know what's out there. Being open-minded in that space is really important. Um, And, you know, some of the things that you've just mentioned, I'm just like, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, I think it's great. Tell us more. I mean, there's, um, well,
1: I like to watch, but some people really, really like to be watched. There's obviously some mm, very, like, hardcore bondage yeah um domination submission yeah. there's yeah. also people that like to play with um urine or stuff which is like uh, water sports that's what it's called foot fetish yeah there's, oh, also... there's plenty of those on dating apps <laughs> it's been very popular like i actually i was reading about it the other day there yeah. is some science behind it Really? I forgot about, but there's some part in the brain that yeah. um like your feed and your pleasure part of the brain are very close together and some that's why sometimes people have a foot fetish it's something like that i was reading about it it's weird yeah. um very brainy very sciencey but like apparently there's some evidence that it's there
0: well, I'm going to have a look at this straight after this conversation and I'm going to post something up about it and I'm going to tag you as well. I actually have this short video. It's a TikTok
1: that explains it really well. Like this guy did a great, a great work explaining it, um, everything in, in really simple words so I can send it to you.
0: Yeah, send it over. That's really. I find it really fascinating. Me too. To be honest, anyone that has some sort of kink, fetish, like there's got to be something that triggers them to really enjoy it psychologically, right? Obviously it feels good as well. But um, yeah, I find it really interesting.
1: I think it is very, very interesting. And I even think that every person that considers themselves vanilla, Mm. um, which is, you know, having a very kind of same routine, penis and vagina, sex, missionary, whatever. um, I think even those people are very kinky in their imagination, in their fantasies. So I feel like everyone's kinky on the inside. We just don't show it.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Like some people just shy away from it because they don't want to show that side of them. So should body count matter? For those who aren't aware, body count also means how many people a person has had sexual intercourse with. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Right, I feel like it doesn't really matter Like if you, for example, have a boyfriend for seven years and you've had very advanced experience sex with that person for seven years, or if you've had sex with 50 people and it was just a three-minute thing, um, it doesn't really matter experience-wise and it doesn't really matter value-wise, you're worth the same. Um, And also body count is usually meant for Intercourse like penis and vagina sex, like people don't usually count oral sex or mutual masturbation or whatever, or lesbian sex into body count. So I feel like it's a very inaccurate way of measuring things that don't actually need to be measured. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I think, yeah, everyone, first of all, everyone's number is very personal and it's not an indication about who you are. Um, You know, I've got friends who, you know, they've lost count of how many people they've had sex with. On the other hand, I've got friends who've only slept with like one or two people Um, and we're all in our early 30s. So absolutely, it shouldn't matter to you or to anyone else, as long as you're having consensual and safe sex. I think they're the two things that, you know, are most important above all. And there's
1: no need to compare your number to others because it doesn't mean anything.
0: Mm, Exactly actually something just came back into my mind so we spoke before this podcast and we know that instagram and facebook they still take down your content when you put in the word sex right and you refuse you refuse to, to use the, the number three sign or the pound sign as an e for other content creators what are your tips just to get around that because obviously sometimes i post stuff about sex and i'm just like how do i make sure that this doesn't get taken down i think it's a
1: gamble mm. um, I refuse to do it because I'm 100% against it and I know it's sex education, Um, but I know people that were doing the same things I was and theirs got taken down. Um, I just recently saw two accounts that have the swipe up feature removed because they, you know, again, went against their uh, sex guidelines or whatever. Um, So I do live with fear about that um, but I still refuse to do it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous and we're not promoting any services which is what the guideline is about because I've read them Um, yeah. but even if you were like what what's the big deal you know sex work is still work um, yeah. I get about like pornographic like I'm not gonna say pornographic like genitals being shown in images I get that yeah. because there are minors like okay yeah. but Teaching people about pleasure and masturbation has nothing
0: to do with any of that. Anyone that's listening probably nodding along as well. I think unless you want to add anything else to this conversation, feel free to take the floor. I don't know what I could add. I've been working a lot on my
1: website. I'm about to launch it. so I've been writing a bunch of blog posts so it doesn't look empty. And I'm about to start selling sex-positive clothing, which I'm excited about. But that's what I've been focusing on. I haven't been doing much sponsor posts or anything. Yeah. I am posting obviously, but not, not as much like influencer stuff and more like entrepreneurial stuff, I think. Yeah. I think it's very impactful if you're wearing a shirt that says something sex positive. Yeah. Um, it starts up a conversation and it makes you feel better about yourself, mm-hmm. but that's where I'm at in, my, in this point of my life.
0: Yeah and do you feel like I guess the industry that you're in do you feel like it's still not very saturated like do you feel like it's quite niche still?
1: I think it's very niche Mm. um I do think I've kind of found all of the pages that are out there and I follow all of them um I don't think it's that many I think it's there's a lot of room to grow Mm. um because even toy companies are still working with regular lifestyle influencers instead of um, sex influencers because there isn't that many of us yeah. Um, yeah so it's it's growing but it's not as saturated as I would say fitness travel food lifestyle etc
0: yeah no those ones are overly saturated just scroll through and it all looks the same as well Cool. All right. Well, thank you for your time and covering these amazing topics with me. This is the first time I've really touched solely on sex and pleasure. So yeah, it's been great. And I hope you've had fun. Talk. I have had fun. If it is if it is the first time you've talked about these subjects
1: in specific, I would definitely like to tell your audience that only around one in five vulva owners has an orgasm through penetration alone, and that the clitoris always needs to be stimulated. So never let that slide. Um, Something always needs to be touching the clitoris. Um, Don't hate sex toys. They're your friends. They are there to enhance your pleasure. Um, We love them. Don't forget the lube because even if you are moist or wet or whatever you wanna call it, you still need more lubrication. And if you're not, that's fine. Not everyone gets that wet. It doesn't mean you're not aroused. So lube is a must. And use more than you think you need because that'll make it feel way better.
0: I want to vouch for that, everything you've just said, because I was nodding along. It's so true. And you won't realize until you actually do it as well. So great tip.
1: And always pee after sex because we don't want any UTIs. Yeah. Um. And you want to flush all that bacteria out. So pee after sex. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, I always get the feeling to pee after sex anyway, like as a natural thing. So I think like hopefully everyone else gets that too. I love so. <laughs> <laughs> Stimulation with the clit as well as having normal penetration. When I used to have sex, like I never got off from it. Like it felt great. It feels you know? good. Yeah, it
1: it feels good, but you would never be able to have an orgasm from it. And you just think there's something wrong with you. You feel like you're the only one that isn't able to do that. Because in every movie, people are just lying in bed under the covers, which no one does that. And for 30 seconds, he just penetrates her. Um, They both have an orgasm at the same time. No lube, no condoms. And then she's just getting dressed up or falling asleep like... How did you have an
0: orgasm from that? These films, porn, like what, whatever we take in when we're young, we just assume that that's how it is. But it's just not realistic. Sex is messy. Sex doesn't happen under the cover, maybe for like the first three seconds. I can't do it under the covers for and that. you much. can't move. Exactly. Really? So It's just so
1: many messages that people tell you. And then I started researching about it because I was writing a thesis proposal for my master's. Mm. Um, when I was applying to masters because they're very like strict um, yeah. and there I started reading about it. And I was like, one in five women, one in four women, um, what is going on? So I'm not special. I'm not weird. Like it's okay to have a vibrator beside of me that I can use during sex. Like that's okay. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. I would never even think of bringing toys into sex And I only discovered this recently and I'm like in my early thirties. It's crazy. And I talked to my cousin about this even. I remember both of us were like, I've never orgasmed. I've never orgasmed. Why? Why is it? And then we started creating these theories. There's all sorts of things that we tell ourselves. All sorts.
1: We all deserve to feel pleasure and we all deserve to know the best way to achieve that. And no one teaches that. Media tells us that we should be be able to come through penetration because that's what all men need and that's not what we need but they don't care about us they just
0: care about the men you know that said I'm glad like the sex educators like yourself are getting this content out there because we need to know these things otherwise Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a load of people that won't discover how to get their pleasure by the time they're 40 50
1: and there's (laughs) a bunch of women that talk and they're like whenever I have sex I, I don't enjoy it like okay maybe it feels good but it's boring mm. and it's because they're literally only doing penis and vagina sex mm. barely kissing no lube and they're like it hurts and I'm like yes because that's not how it works mm. like my goal is for everyone to just know everything and then they can choose whatever they want to do with it but like once you know I have peace of mind
0: like yeah. I'm okay okay well, keep saying a thing I think you're doing a great job before I sign off, do you also want to let the listeners know where they can find you?
1: Right. Well, my Instagram is at
0: SexWithAlexa and my website is sexwithalexa.co. So I will add in those details in the description once I publish this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. And until next time, see you
1: later. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. <laughs>